Gilmore gets the steal though. Out and running. He's gonna look to take off. Oh! Devin Gilmore! Team Hotel Montanote from Glanmar. And they're starting five. Onya McKenna, Neve Dwyer, Gronya Dwyer, Marie Breen, and Tamitza Bacic. That's been put home by Emmett Donnelly, and that's his first field goal of this final. 26 points for Rachel Van der Waal. It's been a long time since anyone has said this. Neptune have won the cup. And then final to Lee Tigers. First Celeste. I'm here with Adele Thornton, the first player in Irish basketball history to win MVP, under 18 and the under 20. Detect denied and victory for UCC Demons. It's Garvey's Tralee Warriors have come out winners. 45 points in made C point shots from CJ Fulton. The Huskies have retained their title. They are cup winners for a fifth time. Second, Corsair Ashley Good second, Ockham score on. Rockall, Grimm, for that Rockall. Oh, the that Corsair. Corsair Hart. Corsair Grootsit, a DCU. Hi everyone, and you're all very welcome to our men's semi-final cup uh, panel episode. Delighted to be to bring back Jack Scully, but he's scared off the rest of the guests, so uh, I had to bring in new new replacements with Ryan McCormack, Patrick Lyons, and Mark Reynolds. Guys, thanks a million for joining me. Thanks, Orla. Lovely to be here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, pleasure, Orla. Thank you. Thanks very much for hosting. Pat, I'll go to you first. Um, you've been abroad the last few years, and you've come back. Um, what's it been like back in Ireland? What's the level of basketball like and how has it evolved over the last few years uh yeah it's really nice to be back and back playing a little bit for my home club my Colin, which is uh important for me and i'm happy that i can do that uh it's been brilliant to see the league changing uh for better and for worse i think it's just been interesting let's say rather than brilliant it's interesting for me to have a new perspective on things i've been able to step outside for a while um I'm not sure. I'm still deciding on what the standard is like compared to when it was when I left. Um, in ways, it feels like it's increased, but in other ways, it feels like it hasn't, to be quite honest. But it's still great to be back. Uh, good to see familiar faces uh, in my local area, but also in opposition as well. How have you found the two American rule? Has that changed the league? Uh, <laughs> so I should get, I could give the, uh, political answer or the honest answer um <laughs> and i get that i'm from playing with my colin and we don't have two americans so maybe that will um factor into my answer but i don't think i'm too fond of the rule um now that doesn't mean that i don't think we should have two americans i just feel like with the two american rule there possibly should be some other rule brought in as well um i spoke about the rule last year with some of my teammates and colleagues um in Germany, and they actually had a similar transition uh, a couple of years ago, at least I was told, and they had two Americans, very similar rule, and they realized after a couple of years that it didn't make sense and that they had to bring in a local and non-local uh, rule as well, so there was a minimum of local players on the floor um, at all times, and that didn't just mean a German player, it meant um, a locally developed player, and according to them, it was a better move, and I can kind of see how that would work. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not too fond of it okay. in the league at the moment. Go for it, Mark. Yeah, I've, I've got a question or a challenge or whatever you want to call it. Um, and maybe I'm missing something as well, but I was fairly strong on the opinion that the top league in a country should have the best, given that people are paying money to come and, and some decent crowds come to the games and you're charging money for them and the National Cup's on TV. If you have, let's just call it a product, it's maybe not quite a product. You probably want to give the best product that you can get and that would be two Americans. And then maybe National League could have the kind of development side to it where you have the, that would be my view. What, what do you think? Of, what do you think of that one, Paddy? And again, look, I, I've played a little bit abroad myself, and I've seen both. I've seen the in, in Germany actually, where where they kind of uh, changed the ruling, and I think it was Pro B the year after I left to have uh, three locals yeah. on the court, and, and I've seen both. And I, I just think for Ireland right now, the league for me at least has gotten better because they have two Americans on the floor. You 
paying these guys to come over and you're not allowing both of them on the floor doesn't logically doesn't make any sense from a spectator point of view in selling the game. But I understand, yes, there's less Irish guys playing on the floor, but those young players, let's say if they're younger players, can develop in National League or still be on the bench training with better players and then for the spectators and the game itself to grow it in Ireland. Mm. If that's the aim, it yeah. should have the two Americans. So that's that's just my point of view, but perhaps there's something I'm missing. Um, yeah, I know. It's a good point. And if the other guys want to say anything as well, let's, uh, do feel free to chime in. But you made a good point there. If, if that's the aim, and my thing is it's not very clear what the aim is, um, and that would that should be priority number one is figuring figuring that out and then allowing the rules to dictate that because at the moment, yes, it's the top league and therefore it should be you know as you say it's a product and you need to sell it for the spectators. But I feel like stepping in this way, adding the two Americans is a rule is a a rule that's trying to make the league a bit more professional. Let's say a more professional step. But in my opinion, I feel like there are many other steps that could be made to make the league a bit more professional in its in its um in how it's run before a rule like this and the reason i say that is we are seeing in the super league guys who unfortunately aren't professional because they have other things to do and you're kind of getting caught now between two americans that are getting brought in and paid to play as they should you know they're professional basketball players and you're getting other people who don't have the same ability or um, not ability, but capacity to train and prepare and, you know, do the same as the pros. And now it's feeling like being a player now in the league this year, I feel like the standard of players has increased. But to me, it feels like the level of basketball actually has decreased uh, with two Americans. It feels as if there's a lot more standing around, a lot more one-on-one looking at the two guys and then trying to figure out how to play with them. Whereas when we had one, um, it felt anyways uh, that the basketball standard as a whole was possibly being, the basketball that was being played was probably a bit better. But I don't know if I just, if I answered your question, your point or your challenge, but it's kind of the way. No, no, I, I, I think you're, you're buying on. It, it's the style's going to change when you have two Americans. Sorry to dominate the conversation a bit, but it's such an interesting point that the style of play, well, I mean, if you look at American basketball versus European basketball, it's, it's much more team oriented in Europe, generally just generalize. Yeah. And American basketball is generally more, more one-on-one and you're going to get more of that. Um, and depends on the style that you like to watch. So I think the teams that can still play team basketball and have two Americans are going to do well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. It's a fair point. It takes something from the game in terms of the team, Team style and, and maybe maybe even defensively might might change things, um, but I do think I think overall it, it improves the league. That's my opinion. But uh, sure. it's an interesting interesting argument. Yeah. Mark Paddy, I'm going to make a really stupid comment here. Just piggybacking off something that you said, um, I I agree with that observation about European basketball versus American basketball. I don't think I've ever watched too many Irish basketball teams though and seen that European style from them. No. Not saying Ireland's not Europe. Obviously, that's the student take on that. Thing. But there, there isn't that same level, you know. Like seeing Croatian underage teams that are under twelve that run a ball screen better than our super team. You know, you've seen clips of all these top academies the way they move the ball, play for each other. I don't think Irish basketball is there at a whole. You know, we're about to talk about quarter or semi-finals for under eighteen, under twenty. You know, national league super all, but don't think too many teams are there as a whole with that style of play. So. I don't think the two Americans retract from that too much. If anything, Mark, sort of, as you said, product on display. It's an extra guy who's throwing down big dunks or hitting these ridiculous shots and, you know, generating a bit of buzz so that the likes of Orla or, or basketball aren't world media and those kind of things get a couple extra clips for the top 10 that, that are a bit more impressive. And hopefully if you're somebody who's paid money to get in and sit in the seat and watching, you're like, oh, class, did you see that? Let's come back next week and watch this again. Um so, Paddy, I know, as you were saying, budget is a massive factor. Time constraints are a massive factor. It was only last week, and truly, we were speaking to one of the guys from the radio station and saying, you know, our guys nearly do six days a week now. And that's fine yeah. if you're a professional who lives on campus, where you practice on a Monday, they lift with the strength and distance coach on a Tuesday, practice on a Wednesday, another lift on Thursday, and shoot around on Friday, then they play on Saturday. 
perfect if you live on campus and maybe you're an undergrad or a master's student. If you just work nine to five, raised home, made your dinner, you know, fed fed the kids, whatever it might be, and then raced back out again. That's a bit different to asking somebody to do those many days a week. And it was wasn't too long ago that Star had um, a coach coaching from Barcelona. And I remember a few friends at one time were saying, like, Jesus, so full on, like we're doing five days a week and it is heavy, heavy, heavy. And I'm just saying there, I've just asked the lads the last couple of weeks to do it six days a week. And I'm like, how, how do you manage it? I could manage it with my schedule. I'm a teacher. I live 90 minutes away from where we practice. I could manage it. I had no way I could get to the Tuesday and the Thursday. I don't I don't go to our Friday shoot around. The boys run that themselves. Sometimes Kira, our assistant coach, takes it six days a week, five days a week, 100% if you're professional. If you're not professional, no chance, you know. You're going to get left by the wayside, and then it creates that gap rather than closing the gap of the standard of Irish players versus, you know, non-professionals or European or Americans, whatever you want to say. But it is just, I think it's fascinating. And Orla and I spoke about it earlier in the year. You know, seeing some of the combinations where you had teams like us went out and were like, let's get a guard, let's get a wing. Some teams said, let's get a big, you know, and a wing. Some people, some teams went out and said, let's get two wings. It can't you know, you can't stop one of them. Never mind two of them. So. Adds that extra element to basketball that I haven't seen before because it's been such a long time since two Americans were on court together. But if you if it if you can't afford it, you find out pretty quickly how how hard it is. And uh, not the same way Colin can't afford it, but obviously with the, the way the club is run, it's difficult. And I I I think Desire is a great player that you have down there, but it's really difficult when that second guy like we played Sligo, they picked up Sean Briggs at you know the drop of a hat after he left Neptune, and you're like. We have to worry about Sean Briggs now this weekend. Uh, the other two Americans for a week are two 20 point game scores, and then Sean Briggs come in, who's arguably one of the best scores in the country. So it just adds that whole other dynamic, whole other wrinkle. You're like, yeah, if you can't afford it, you can't compete. Yeah, that's actually something um, I'm hoping to interview John Fian tomorrow. Um, so we're hoping that goes ahead. And that's actually one of my questions is about the two American rail. Jack, I'll throw it to you. And actually, what you're saying, Pat. My understanding of their, you know, the developmental league, that's the plan for that was to be brought in to kind of be a third league. So under mm. the National League, and then there was going to be some sort of age limit and a condition that if you played Super League, you couldn't play in it. Mm. But I think that rule is now gone um, because I think that's that's a bit tricky. So I'm not going to really comment on that. But I think the idea is eventually to have three leagues. I could be wrong. Jack, I'll go to you. When you're recruiting then from a coaching perspective and it's the first year of it, and I suppose things will change next year. We'll see different trends for the next few seasons. But how do you recruit? How did you recruit your Americans? How did you find it? So I got appointed last April and I kind of got wind that this rule was coming in and the club told me straight out, we don't have funds for a second American and if you wanted it, you had to fundraise it. So I went to the players and the players committed to raising 10 grand and we did as a team. The, the lads raised 10,000 euro ourselves to fund our second American, like, you know, and... We're at Christmas now and we're top of our conference and we're looking very competitive in the league, which is brilliant. And I, But I'm already thinking if we get, if we somehow manage to get promoted, where am I going to get another? Because we would need, like at the moment we have two, we have two pros and we have loads of players that come up through the underage sport league structure, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's good enough for National League, but it will not be good enough to survive or compete in, in, in Super League, like, you know, so... Um, like this year, anyone I talk to, I'm all about the Port Leash players, which is great. Like, but next year, if I'm being honest, how many of them are ready to play at Super League level, be competitive, and um, and survive in that league? I don't know, one or two, maybe max. Like, you know, so I'm talking about complete overhaul of my squad. I'm talking about getting in um, Europeans. Like, we played Limerick Celtic Saturday night, top of the head clash. They went six deep for the whole game. Four players played 35 minutes plus. Four professionals, like. Do you know, in the National League. This is National League, not even Super League, like, you know, and there is numerous teams in the National League that have four professionals this year, three professionals, four professionals, and there are some teams that have won, um, but there is there is two, three teams that have four, there's a numerous amount of teams that have three, like, do you know, and um, it's just, I think what Pat was saying is very important. I think, I agree with the rule. I think the two Americans definitely has improved uh, just as a product. I think it's definitely improved it as a product, um, but, I think there has to be a backup rule to it, as in you have to have a certain amount of Irish players on the floor or something. There's nothing on that side of it. Like, there's nothing stopping a team going out in the National League and playing five people that have just flew in the week before, like, you know. And I don't know how that serves Irish basketball long term. I know they've bought in the Development League, they've bought in the 20 League in the last couple of years, 
which which are good gap fills at the moment. Um, but I, I think if you had a rule where you had a certain amount of Irish players in the four at all times, I think it would give clubs an opportunity to get players into National League, Super League squads earlier. Like, I don't know how old Paddy was when he got his first start at Super League. I'm presuming it was very young, like. But Mike Cullen has always... Mike Cullen have always been a club that have supported their underage structure and have backed their underage structure and haven't gone... Do you know what I mean? And that has given the likes of Paddy the opportunity to get Super League experience at an extremely young age, like, do you know? Whereas if, if Paddy was coming out to a club... Like I'm not gonna start naming clubs, but are going down the professional or whatever, anyway, G or something like. Would he got the same opportunity? Would he be the player he is now, or to get me like that's kind of the thoughts I'd be thinking of. And like, and as someone that's in the national league, wanting to go up to the super league, I'm kind of like, geez, if we get there, what's going to happen? Like, I, I think our women's team is a perfect example. We were in national league last year, managed to get promoted, and straight away we were like, we're nowhere near up for this, and it's proven that we're not like, and we're struggling massively. Do you know? So. There's just, I just think there's a gap there where there could be more constraint, more rules to kind of support clubs to kind of, I just think, I think, think there's something that could be done. But in terms of recruiting, it's, it's recruiting, like, we have our packages sent out, we get videos. I sent to American Home after three weeks, like, you know, which is something we've never done before. But, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bit crazy this year. Like, every time I go onto Facebook or Instagram, it's, this lad's gone, this lad's up, this lad's in, like... Neptune have a totally different squad than they had three weeks ago. Totally different squad. Management, three Americans gone. Um, the r- rumor is that UCC are getting rid of their big American before the cup. Like you know, it's just it's it's mad stuff. Like and then Briggs going to Sligo. Like it's just it, it's mental stuff at the moment. It's exciting and it keeps it interesting. But I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I'm I'm on the middle ground with it. Like you know, I really don't know. Jack, I think yeah. you said something that uh, and it actually applies to the likes of Paddy there. Um, there's nearly a gap that's now creating in a market for Irish professionals, sort of like you said about likes of Paddy's played played overseas. Uh, your Ryan Leonard, your James Beckham's, your Adrian O'Sullivan's, you know these these level of players that are more than capable of being one of your pros. Mm. That there there's that new market for them. Um, it might have existed in the past. You might say, I know those lads. I've just mentioned they're all playing with their home clubs, but I know even looking internally. We were knocking doors saying, could we convince somebody like that to come to Belfast? Um, come play with us. And the value that they would bring is, you know, just as much, if not more than any American, given that you're only about two of them on the court. So finding those kind of high, highest level Irish players. But Mark, yourself, actually, as well, someone who's played abroad, played overseas, came back and played with Dana again. Those kind of players, the market for them that's been created now with that two American rule. And even if there was something it produced to say so many Irish on the floor, that market wouldn't. You would have to imagine would explode. You know, think about the money that the likes of Paddy, the likes of those lads mentioned, Adrian, Ryan Leonard, James White. How much could they command if it was a, you know, two Irish players plus two non-European players, and then your third is non-Irish, non-European on the floor? They command a, a hell of a figure. I was just going to just jump on top of what Ryan said there and, and also agree with what Jack said about the there's a balance between having a good product, let's say, for the Super League, if you want to say that, um, and then also having something in place for, for young players to get a chance to even play at Super League, but also then for National League as well. So there definitely is a balance there that has to be struck and has to be thought through and thought about and probably discussed with the teams as well. I don't know if they do actually reach out Um and I know the recruiting process talking to Darren from Ennis says that it's just all year round now because you got two Americans. You got, now you've got a lot of Europeans, which to your point, Ryan, is as valuable as these Irish players out there who played overseas. You can have an endless amount of Europeans. You can have two Americans, but we had a bunch of Serbians like, and they're all playing Division One America. Some of them are as good, if not better, than the Americans. So now you can stack your team up with European players. Some English players are coming over and getting paid. Um, Rosso one of the best players probably for uh, Trulli. Um, Lucas uh, Marie went from being probably second worst team in in the in the league to to winning the cup with two really, really strong six foot ten Croatian guy and a Spanish guy. Um, two really solid, not Americans, but Europeans. Um, so that's really interesting to see that a lot of the teams are now looking at European players and good European players, not kind of weak European players, really good professionals. So it definitely is, I think it's making the league better, but 
there's kind of loophole. There's a loophole around. It's not just that we're looking to two really strong Americans anymore. I think there's a lot more emphasis on finding filling out the team with Europeans as well. Uh, and if you have strong Irish players, that's like a bonus. But uh, it's definitely becoming a more pan-European type league uh, versus two Americans and as many good Irish players as you can get. That's what I'm kind of seeing. And that's why I think the league has evolved a bit. Like, why, that's why I think it's stronger. It does mean then for a team like Aina, we have a lot of young players that don't necessarily get onto the roster or get onto the roster and don't get minutes. So that's probably the, the downside. And that's why I think if you want to push the top league and make it stronger, um, that's the way it's going. And you will see less Irish players probably getting less minutes unless they're good enough. Like, but if if you look at let's say Neptune, who are now one of the best teams in the country, they have you know we can get onto that in the cup matchups. They have Downey, Heafy, um, Kieran, uh, one of the O'Sullivan's, um, who's just come back from America. They have a lot of really good Irish talent. So there are guys that are good enough to play, and if you are good enough to play, I think you should play. And I think probably the national league should be where we have that development uh, kind of side of it and, and a kind of a rule around the, the number of local players. And Orla, that's only question number one. <laughs> I know, I was just thinking, we'll be here till like 11 o'clock. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. It's a huge topic. It, it kind of covered like, yeah, a long time of the evolution of Irish basketball. So yeah. it's a really interesting one. No, it is. And it's very topical. And I think it's going to change by the time, every time I record this, like today is what, December 18th, trying to get it in before Christmas. So by the time this is out, first week of January, things might have changed by then. So um, whether it's players or, or different things, Jack's dropping a little little bomb there on us. Um, but yeah, no, again, that's another question I have for John. I really hope this this interview goes ahead with him. I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but I did want to address, I think there is a plan eventually for central contracts potentially or that's maybe in the pipeline again kind of bringing in what you were saying of having the likes of yourself Paddy you have a contract to stay here or play in the league and you're with a team or something like that I don't know the full ins and outs but again hopefully when I interview him I can get it all get all the info in the essence of time of Ryan as you said I'm just going to move on because I feel like we could be here all night talking about this we're going to preview the under 18s uh, men's cup first uh, first up I have Dundalk Ravens versus Dublin Lions I got a chance to actually go to the Lions in a quarterfinal mm. Harry Scully dropped 56 points which I think is that a record underage yeah. is that, that's the record is it and uh, oh, that was a serious game Jack what you, Jack you probably know 18 is the best what's your thoughts yeah. ahead of this one yeah no I didn't say that so we lost our quarterfinal with three points to Belfast Phoenix Saturday night so I'm a bit sore after that but um, but uh, Dundalk Dublin Lions is a very interesting one some lines have have won kind of everything in this age of coming up. They've beat us. Um, um, the one their sixteen ACCs. When you go player for player with Dundalk Ravens, there should be only one winner. It should be Dundalk. But Dublin lines, um, they're well coached. Like I, I, I don't know how many coaches they have. Like in the last week, Ian Lynch, Rob White, and John Lambert have all texted me telling me they're coaching lines, looking to scout Dundalk Ravens. So I don't know who's actually coaching them. Um, but uh. If Dundalk can keep Harry quiet, Dundalk win it. Um, that 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 that's what I would think. Um, no Harry, like he'd fifty six against Aina, who had four four current Irish and rating players on it as well. Like you know, Aina in a really strong in that age group, and he dropped fifty six. And when I heard it was fifty six, I was like, he must have been breaking out, leaking out early. But a lot of scores were two v one, three v one, boxing one stuff, and he and he was still hitting tough tough shots. And he's an incredible player. So if Dundalk can can get a handle on him, which I think Elijah will have a plan for him. I I think Dundalk Dundalk win it by kind of five six points maybe. Um, the other semi final then is Titans and Belfast Phoenix, and unfortunately there's only one winner there. Titans Titans are winning that all day long. Belfast are a good team, um, but Titans are just are just just too deep. On P O Fortune Declan, um, on Reddick like they're just stacked. They're stacked. Big bench. Seven Irish players across both squads, and um, there's, there's only one winner there. So I'm going to go for a Dundalk Titans Cup final. Okay, so, Mark, I'll yeah. go to you. Um, I was at the game and I was talking to somebody after, and they were saying how Aina actually won the second half, but obviously Lions had such a lead in the first half that they they won the game. Did you hear anything about that game? You, me was it? Yeah, sorry, Mark. Yeah, um, to be honest, I missed the game, but I was chatting to Ian Lynch, who, who may or may not be the coach <laughs> of, the, of the, uh, the the Lions. Um, 
he just he was mainly talking about uh, Harry Scully and how good, how impressive he was. Um, and I would probably side with Jack and say that it's very difficult when you've got one guy at underage. I mean, they can go off like that. The, the question is, it's much easier. Well, it's not a question. It's it's generally much easier to stop one person when they're kind of you have a single dimension like that. Um, if you can figure out a way to, I mean, simply just you know th- throwing a second man early at him. And getting the ball out of his hands is, is a very simple thing to do. And at underage, if you've got a good coach, then you know you can find a way to slow a guy down. And then the rest of the team are who are not really used to being in that position in a big game. Um, for me, that's that points towards you know probably Ravens having the best chance. Um, so I would probably side with that as well. Uh, despite obviously a, a incredible performance, fifty six points at any level is so impressive. So uh, I haven't seen this guy play live, so I might try and get myself to that semi-final just to watch that. It's very cool. Um, so I'm interested to see that what the, how that game turns out, but I would probably side with the uh, Ravens. And I've heard that Galway are yeah, firm favourites for the for the other semi. Ryan, I'll go to you. Yeah, I think anybody that scores 56 is going to take headlines. Uh, that definitely is the case here. Um. Elijah, somebody I have a lot of time for, and I hope he hope we can get a result there. Dundalk definitely have have that bit of error mysticism about them with how well they do it underage, and you know when you're not necessarily looking at a team that's always there for uh, senior basketball, given that they don't play in the national leagues at senior, you would like to see a little bit more success for them. You know, with that under that under eighteen could be a, a you know a lovely platform again to keep pushing on from. But somebody who's able to get fifty six in any game, you know, if Elijah spends so much time worrying about him. Everybody else, their life just gets so much easier. So, be a it'd be a good game to watch. Any any neutral going to watch it? You, know, you see Harry's highlights. You see any of the dark highlights. You've got to think. Talk about product on display. It's going to be a great game for any neutral to watch, and should be a nail biter. You know, given given how strong these two teams are. Um, but yeah, if I had if I had to pick one, uh, just for my own my own player Igor Markovic as well, I'd give Lions a nod and say that sort of level of talent on court, you have to give Lions a nod there. Okay, and uh, uh, second game. Phoenix, I can't can't go. I know I know the odds are massively stacked against them. Uh, can't go against them. They, one of their boys practiced with us for a year. They're just just trying to get them ready for that next step up. Um, uh, and they, I we know we know quite a few of them quite well. I haven't seen them, you know, as a local kid. So as much as they might be underdogs, you know, yeah, love everybody loves an underdog story. I uh, don't think too many. Don't think the bookies, if they were looking at under eighteen hours basketball games, would be uh, would be giving Phoenix a chance. But just to say, you know, there's a few boys there that are really coming on as basketball players. Jacob Byrne, Fenton Rogers, those kids. Give the underdog a shot. Why not? Say Phoenix. I'm sure nobody else is going to pick them in it. But if they pull a win out over Titans, they deserve every bit of every bit of credit they get for it. You know. Okay, uh, Paul, I'll go to you. Yeah, I am. Um, I'll admit I'm a little bit out of touch with the under 18s, but I did try to do a bit of homework uh, before the call. I had seen the 56 point um, performance that you're all talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I guess I'm not sure how the rest of the Dublin Lions are. Maybe someone can um, can can tell me. Uh, but yeah, I know Dublin Lions more than I would know Dundalk. That's who you said the other team is, right? Yeah. Uh, just what I just. I've interacted more with Dublin Lions over the years and I know that they traditionally do have some good coaches in the club and they have had some good teams over the years and produced good players. But I'll admit I, I'm a bit um, removed from the under-18 side. It was hard for me to say. Do you have any call in the second game? Uh, again, I'd heard Titans are uh, really strong in that group. I would have thought that I'd be a bit more in tune with them being from Galway, but just without being away the last few years and a bit out of touch. Um but yeah, I think I'll go with Titans for that one. Uh, I'll go Dublin Lions for the other game, but that's purely just because I don't know enough about uh, Dundalk. So. That's fair. No problem. I'm going to go, I'm going to throw a vote in this year. I'm going to go with Ravens uh, for the first game and I'm going to go with Titans. I'm going to move on to under 20. Limerick Celtics versus St. Brendan's and Titans versus Balancholic. Uh, Ryan, I'll go to you first. Any thoughts about the under 20 semifinals? Um. Yes, yeah, so I'll start Balancholic. Uh, Balancholic are a club, I think, uh, an excellent club, I should say, beg your pardon, excellent club in terms of, you know, those under 20s, the way the Super League team have performed, all that good stuff. Um, And obviously, the game highlight name would be Brendan. I'm not going to butcher his surname. Dunla? Dunla? Am I close? I don't think so, but um, 
it's just the way Bond College play basketball, um, and it runs the whole way throughout the club, is as attractive a product as you know as you'll see in Ireland. And I don't think their under twenties are any exception to it. So, if I looked at it, then you know, uh, again, probably probably showing a little bit of a a blind spot too with with that you know with that under twenty group and writing Titans off again. I know I just picked against them for the under eighteen, but seeing how strong that Titans team as well, I just bond colleague having a fatuation with them as a club. I'm going to give them a nod. Um, and again, it's just that little bit of experience. It's playing at Super League level, Alexa Brendan. All right, it's not getting major minutes, but sort of player that that experience definitely translates over. Um, plus, having come through the likes of Demons in that that quarterfinal, uh, Neil Bader, I think it was maybe a basket, two, two points, three points separated them. So those sort of things that stand you, especially on the under-20 level, where inexperience is a factor. Um, and if you've won a close game, that just picks a team up massively and lifts them to another level. Uh, in terms of Celtics and Brendan, so Brendan's, you know, there's a few of those kids that we've seen last week, actually again at a Super League level. Now they didn't get much court time for, for the Tralee, but um, that Celtics group his last few years have been very, very strong. Um, and not the right off the likes of Owens and those kind of ones, but that Celtics group do seem very strong. And, you know, in terms of the level of talent on court, in terms of the coaching, all that good stuff, you know, we mentioned their, their National League team not too long ago about having four professionals. I could look at them even last year when we were in National League, and I was like, How oh, is Tony not getting all these under 20s, under 19s, under 18s, whatever they were at that time? How is he not getting every one of them on this court? You know, four or five guys playing 35 plus minutes. And I'm like, Some serious talent sitting on that bench just waiting to go. So I think that group is still there at that under 20 age group. And I think they, you know, they'll put it up to any team that stands in front of them. And unfortunately for Brendan's, although they have a few lads, like I said, with that Tralee squad. Um, I think Celtics just be too strong for them. So, in my eyes, you know, Nostradamus and all that kind of stuff, Celtics, Bon Colleague final for the 20s. Very good. Pat, I'll go to you. I'm ten- tending to agree with Ryan. Uh, the Titans Bon Colleague game, I felt, was a bit harder to call. Uh, there's a good bit of crossover between the 18s and the 20s Titans lads. Uh, not totally, but there are a few lads that will play on both games. So, I think that'll factor in as well. If they've played one game, it could be on the same day. I, I tried to look at the schedule on the website and it didn't actually say what time the games were or anything like that. So uh, I can't I can't say which is first. It makes it hard to call, but I'm just thinking there's probably going to be some tired legs in that group. So I'd say Bavin Colleague would take that game. And then, yeah, I was thinking the same for Celtics. Uh, they won the under-18s last year, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so um, I'm presuming there's a good chunk of those guys uh, now playing on the under twenties, and yeah, that's kind of I'm going with them for the for the other one. Mark, I'll go to you. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be unanimous, but I've also got the same. So I've got Celtics just favourites, um, in the one semi final, and I've got Ballon Colling down to take the other semi final. So yeah, that's the start and end of my analysis. I'm not too close to it, but that's kind of from the research I've done and what I've seen, it's the same as the guys. Right, Jack, I'll go to you last. Yeah, by Bell and Colleague as well. There's, there's a huge crossover in the Titans and ratings in their twenties. Like the, the Titans nearly best players under twenty are their under eighteens, like you know, so there's a huge crossover and um I think that they'll still be competitive, absolutely, but I think that Bell and Colleague under twenty team are really well run, really well structured, and um, yeah, I have Ballon Colleague in that one. And I also have Celtics. Um, again, uh, the majority of their players will be under 19, last year, another year at this next year, like so. I wouldn't be surprised, um, if they're in the final this year and next year. Um, but um, yeah, like Limerick Celtics, Keen Gleason, um, Sean McManus, like that, then you've done ratings, Dennis, Matthew Barry, Oliver Barry coming up, like really. Real, real strong squad, and uh, like Ryan, none of them playing senior basketball, which is amazing. But anyway, <laughs> they can come to Port Leash and play with me if they want. There's absolutely no problem there. <laughs> it's an hour up the road. Is that a rule we have? I don't know. Illegal approach is that what we call it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I go Celtics and Balancholic. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to make it. 5-0 and on that one um, we did do that I think Jack the last time we had a few people 4-0 and, and it went it could be ops away um, yeah. but yeah I think for the because of the two games and part of my understanding is under 18 is Saturday morning under 20 yeah. is Sunday morning but yeah. I think yeah, um, I'm sure it is somewhere I just yeah that's alright that's alright right. <laughs> but as you as the point has been made um, having the two games in the weekend that's a lot but also the uh, Titans team are all under 18, really, they're, they're stronger players. So I'm going to go with Celtics and Ballon Colic for that one. 
I'm going to move on to the President's National Cup. Um, first game, Limerick Sport versus Talca Rovers. Jack, I'll stay with you. Um, and second game, sorry, is UCD versus Malahide. Jack, I'll stay with you on this one. Um, two two interesting semi-finals. Um, not much between any of them. Uh, Limerick against Talca is, is, is very just a matchup. Limerick have swapped out to American a few weeks ago and um they've Jason kind of back playing at a consistent level the last kind of three weeks. He wasn't annoyed the child at the start of the season, so he was kind of missing games at the start of the season. So he's been consistent for the last month. They would have been aiming for this, like they would have been aiming for the quarterfinal against Carlo, which was a really good performance. Um, because Carlo Car Carlo's top of the league at the moment. So um I Tolka are five really good players and they're all performing really, really well. Like, you know, they're all in double digit. Like, their two Americans are averaging over 25 for the last four games. Then they've two Rory Howe is having a cracker of a season. Daniel, little Daniel's having a cracker of a season. And then Elijah as well. Like, you know, so, um, I think, I, I think Limerick will just take it. I just don't think Talca are deep enough. I think Limerick will just take that one. Uh, UC against Malahide, um, I would have thought it's a lot more competitive, but I heard that Malahide's American went off with a serious injury first minute of the game the other night against Carlo and still were really competitive, which was good to see. But without him, I just don't see how how Malahide are competitive against Toby and Sasha French and p- people of that size. Like, um, So, yeah, I go for UCD. Like, UCD have, have two aims this year, win the cup, get promoted. That's it. Like, they, they don't... I hear John Jean is back now after Christmas, whether he's back for this semi-final or not, I don't know. Um, so if he's back for the semi-final, it's it's a it's a game changer. Um, but he, with him or without him, I, I think they'll have enough to, to, to handle Manal Hyde, yeah. So we'll go UCD and we'll go um, Eagles. Okay, I didn't know John was back. Uh, another he's on the way team. anyway, whether he's back he's or way. he's on the way, yeah. Uh, Pat, I'll go to you. Yeah, I thought I was going to be the one to drop that John Jean bomb. So <laughs> <beat me too. laughs> I only heard it earlier today and I was like, oh, yes, I have a little. Uh... But yeah, seemingly it's, it's definitely common knowledge. I'm late, late to that one. But yeah, I'm going with the same as Jack. Um, UCD for the first one. Based off that, uh, they're being strong already and their desire to get back into the Super League and then also John Jean coming back. Uh, I didn't know that about the Malahide American, so that definitely, if that's yeah, if he's out for the game, um, sounds serious enough, yeah, sounds serious yeah, enough. Is, um, that makes it tougher, obviously. And then I was kind of wasn't sure with the Limerick Talca. Um, Talca have a better record, and Limerick have lost the last few games. But you know, as Jack was saying, Jason's coming back into the fold a bit more consistently, and you know, he's very experienced, and they are a strong team anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Limerick for that one as well. Okay. Uh, Mark? Yeah, I think we've all got the same sources because I had heard about John Jean as well <laughs> and also thought it was, a, it was a nugget that I was going to throw in. So, yeah, I had UCD similarly. And again, uh, not as familiar with the National League, just to be perfectly frank. Um, full disclosure, like I have not been watching a lot of those games. Um, but, uh, yeah, I played against Jason in big games. He's a warrior. He's a big game player. I expect him to step up in that game and, and be dominant and he probably you know that's what I would expect so I, I would have called Limerick for that and UCD with with John Jean uh, he's really tough uh, and they you know haven't dropped down and had a kind of historic you know um kind of drop from the Super League last year I expect they'll be motivated to get back up and there'll be a lot of talk about that before the game I'm sure so uh, yeah I'd say Limerick and, and UCD as well for the for that cup Ryan I'll go to you um, I just got a tweet and John John Jean's back for UCD. <laughs> um, had also heard that. Just you know, don't want to be left out of the party. <laughs> um, no, so the first thing I'd say is obviously, if, even if this does go unanimous, which looks like it is, but I hope I hope every team that we pick proves us wrong. But that's just me loving a bit of chaos. But uh, yeah, agreed with everyone so far. Um, the logic that I've always heard and believe in as well is that you know when it comes to the cup, it's your Irish players that get you over the hill. Um, I'm saying that with Limerick not having too many Irish players feature prominently, obviously Jason. Uh, they have a kid that I am obsessed with, uh, Danny Shahab, I think his name is pronounced. Um, I have a game day ritual every Saturday. Now McDermott and I spend about an hour on the phone together. Now I'll obviously be an assistant coach at Limerick Sport Eagles. And I bring him up every week uh, because pre-season, I thought he was fantastic. I was like, that kid's serious. Um, so I would like to see that Limerick Sport Eagles team come out on top and 
as much as Tolka, who a lot of respect for, given that we played them in the final last year and that good stuff. Um, I do just think Limerick, with all their experience and uh, everything they have to offer there, you know, two serious scorers and two Americans, um, and the likes of Jason, I think they'll come out on top in that one. Uh, Malhide, you know, I hadn't heard that about his Amer- the American going down either. Um, that's the first I'd heard that. But even at that, again, talking about Irish players, the dailies are excellent. Dan Heaney, I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, Oshin Rice, fantastic player. But those two will have their hands full if they're trying to cope with Toby and Sasha um, without that extra level of support from from an American. So that's going to be really, really tough for, for Malhide to come out on top of. Um, obviously, meaning that UCD get the nod and you know, it's a bit boring for four out of four so far going for a UCD uh, Limerick Sport Eagles final in the Presidents Cup. I'm just checking. Is that is that jumper mine? Is it, can you see what it says? Oh, <laughs> just, just Cup final. Now, I'll tell you the truth. It only says finals. We got it made before the final, so we were devastated. It doesn't say champions, but you just get it crossed <laughs> out and put it in. Put yeah, it yeah. Down. So we get a sharpie just before this and write it off. <laughs> don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think the... made, so you just have it ready for the end of the game. <laughs> have the winners ones ready in a box. Well, we had a half and half jerseys made as well, but they didn't sell as well as I thought they would. <laughs> uh, yeah, pressure's on me now, Ryan. You're throwing it there. Uh, second game definitely gonna go for UCD. Um, that sounds a bit harsh, but uh, as everyone said, Jonathan Jean, but also Yanis being that kind of uh big X factor, and then Connor Meany as well. Um, I think. Uh, having the three of them in the cup would be massive uh, on top of our, everything they already have the other game I'm going to throw a spanner in the works I'm going to go for Talca going to go for the underdog uh, why not um, I don't know I could be very wrong with that one but I felt feel like we I'll give them a vote uh, so it's four and one for that one um, Pat Duffy cup final starting off Friday night lights Neptune versus Demons rematch of the game that just happened uh, on Saturday night with Neptune taking an overtime win. Mark, I'll go to you. You've been involved in uh, big games in Neptune Stadium Cup semi-final last year and previously. What can we expect from that game? Yeah, just I meant to mention Connor in the last part of the ECD. Yeah, Connor is, is, a, is an X-factor, is a big game player and I think he will be a factor. So, so back to the, uh, yeah, the, the Neptune semi-final. Um, yeah, so I, I have some notes on this because I just watched the game today, um, the, the game that just happened. And as much as history kind of is, a you know, sometimes a good thing to fall back on, I think there's so much change. We just talked about it with the Americans running through that you have to look at the recent form of the team and who they have. So, yeah, for Neptune specifically, I think it's you can't really argue that the talent is 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 there. All the Irish players they have, I mentioned them earlier, Downey, Heafy, uh, Connor Sullivan, Jordan Blount, like guys who are either on the on the squad, Irish team squad, or, or, or kind of just there thereabouts. Uh, Sabata's coming off the bench and was you know a strong player in the Super League before that, so that's that's pretty deep in my view, and, and that's important in a in, in a cup final where fouls will be probably you know kind of more more liberal people fouling. Uh, both teams were sitting back in the zone in the last game. A lot of teams in the Super League. Are, trying out zones and seeing how and some teams are not reacting well to it so that's going to be interesting um paul kelleher's just in the door uh, essentially and um, he seems to be doing a decent job um but again he's finding his feet so that that, that will be a factor um for me and this is the kind of neptune that i played against last year and the one i've seen you know previous years which one shows up is probably going to decide it um, sometimes neptune come in and they're taking what i would consider to be kind of Higher percentage shots where they get in the paint, pushing the ball in transition, they're very good and they're very difficult to stop when they do that. Uh, when they take these kind of kind of early, kind of in the shot clock, contested threes, um, and they kind of let their kind of the moment run away with it and start playing kind of, for want of a better word, hero ball, that's when they start kind of losing things. And when they're not on a string on defense, uh, and that can sometimes happen with them. I think sitting back in the zone suits them. They pulled themselves back into that league game last weekend. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it depends which Neptune, Neptune team shows up. I, I'll i give you the with my prediction in a second. Just from the Demons' side, uh, two Americans actually seem like they're better players. Um, 
than the demons American than the sorry the Neptune Americans. I would say Seventh Wood is he's a bit of a he's a bit of a stud. You feel let him get going. Salmonena alive and he was very effective. Um, and DeAndre Johnson is has length. He's good in transition. So I think their Americans are slightly better. But I think the Irish players are better, and and Neptune, at least on paper, are, are a better team overall. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah, Kyle Hosford will be a factor. If the game's close, he's a really good player down the stretch. They have some solid Irish players. They have uh, the two Hannigans. Is it David uh, Lehan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Le- sorry, Lehan. He's uh, impressed me a few times when I've seen him. They play hard on defense. They don't give up. Um, so they will probably try and stay in the game, and they they're, they're not going to give up. If it's close at the end, they, they could nick it. That's the way I've seen it. They took a game against Aina. Um, I think Paul is going to learn from that game. He's going to see. He's a smart coach. Uh, I think he's going to get them ready defensively. This is Neptune I'm talking about, and I think they're going to win um, fairly comfortably unless they implode. And I've seen them do that. So that I'm, that's my prediction. So, Jack, you were saying there that they've changed their American or they're going to change. I heard Demons. I heard through the grapevine that uh, right. there's a change coming from Demons. And um, yeah, I think I think Neptune I think Neptune win it if, if they play smart basketball. I think Neptune with the forward with Connor, Jordan, um, Keane and um, Roy and then with the three Americans and the, the, the new American the Queen's night. I watched the game back yesterday and I like him Gardner. He seems he seems very smooth. He seems good inside outside, doesn't panic. And then Derek Murphy thinks it's gonna get better. He's just a, an athletic freak like you know so um, but they've been they've been extremely hit and miss since Paul has taken over like did a really good win against Clester in the league and in the cup and then bad loss against Temple Oak and then back up this week and stuff. So um yeah, uh, but I, I will go for I will go for Neptune. I think they're a better team than than, than UCC Demons. Are. The UC Demons have studs, and I think that uh, if if Woods gets really hot, I, I think it'll be competitive. But I think Neptune will win that one. Um, the other one then is Balancholic and Tralee. Didn't see that. Didn't see that performance coming to happen at the weekend. Uh, I I don't I don't think Kieran and the boys and Balancholic will read. Too much into into it either. Like the you know cup is totally different, and 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 Kieran and Adrian have massive experience in the cup, and and Ballincolly will have huge pride in the fact like that they have so many homegrown players on it. Like you know, and that's what I love about teams like Ballincolly. You look through their team, the 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 three of Sullivan's obviously Dylan Cork has gone from last year. Like you know, but like it, it it's a real proper club, and it's their club is fed into it, and there'll be huge pride in it, and they recruit really well, and um, I I, I think. That, while the loss of their night will obviously affect them, I, I don't think it's it's going to derail them or, or, or not confidence out of them heading into the cup semi final. Um, so I'm going to go Ballon Colleague and I'm going to go Neptune. I'll jump back in because I have a I forgot to give my Ballon Colleague truly <clears throat> prediction that's different to Jack, so it'll, it'll be mm. interesting to finish that one off. So yeah, I I agree with some of the points that you've made actually, and spe- specifically about their defense. <clears throat> I think they're a real team defensive player. Uh, sorry. Uh, a really good defensive team. Um, and I think that's what makes them very, very good. Um, they seem to scout very well and they seem to manage to force you into to, to kind of taking shots that they want you to take. So I think that could play on their side. This is, again, this is just my opinion. Um, I think Chile are very good in big games. I think they're always motivated. They always get themselves ready for these cup games. Um, Raps back is playing well. Jarvis Doles, um is fantastic around the basket, great finisher. Um, I think John Downing is a good coach. I think he's going to have them ready for the game. People like Quiggs and you've got um, Donaghy um, and Jacko wasn't playing and, and they still won fairly comfortably. Rosso is very difficult and he won the cup with... Um, is it, have we got Rosso? Rosso's, oh, sorry, Rosso's on the other team. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, I, I still think uh, Tralee will edge it out because I think they've they've got that. Um, they've been in those big moments, a lot of those guys before. Uh, it's not that I don't think Ballon Colleg, um haven't been in some of those big moments. I just think Kerry have have just more of those, more of those, more of that experience in, in those big moments. So I would say I'm going to go for Kerry, but... Um, Equally, wouldn't be surprised if Balancholy came back and win it. I just think Kerry are going to are going to tip pip it. Barely so, yeah. giving a political answer there, Mark. 
<laughs> yeah, well, just trying to save myself. I mean, Brown and Collig are, are really good, so it, it could be a close game. I, I don't think they're going to give up, but I, I see Kerry uh, taking it. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, you've coached Conor O'Sullivan um, last year. Obviously, he's down with Neptune. He did have an injury. I was down weekend before last um, with their game versus Temple Oak, the loss, but he was back, made a big impact on Saturday night. What can you expect from the Pat Duffy semis? Um, again, another hot take here. I think Demons Neptune. Uh, just as Mark was saying there about Kerry winning the other game, definitely Cork are going to win that one. So Cork all the way there in that first game. Um, <laughs> no, Connor texted Connor the other day about his ankle, um, and his response was that his whole body's hurting. You spent two years playing on our concrete floor. How can your body be hurting from playing that lovely wood? Um, so I think he's just getting back over that injury. But um, there's a there's a really interesting dynamic about about this game. Um, forget the local rivalry, all that kind of stuff. So as the Hannigans were mentioned for demons. The likes of Connor, etc., for Neptune as well. Um, this is no disrespect to the Hannigans, but if I had to pick, you know, between those players, I'm taking Connor over the Hannigans every day of the week. Um, but the way that Danny has Demons coach, you see the Hannigans making so much improvement the last year, year and a half, and it is so impressive to see. Um, again, when I looked at this and thought, you know, the whole way through, Irish players what winning the, the, the win in the cup, Demons, Lahan, the Hannigans, uh, Beckham, Kyle. And then you have Tal on top of that. I know it's not ours, but somebody who's been there for a very long time now. I think he even played under 20 with them. I remember seeing him play against the Arn in the 20s in Belfast with him. Versus, you know, four senior Irish internationals at one point or another, Cian, Roy, Connor, Jordan. Um, and then again, you give them Nils as well. He's been there for a couple of years. If you, if you had no Americans and you just played that game, I think that would be a spectacle to behold. I think people would pay to watch that. I think it would be incredible. Um, so it's a, it, it's a, you know, a Nils splitter. Um my predictions, I think, are completely useless because at the start of the year, I thought Demons were going to be there at the top of the league the whole way through. And they're sitting the same record as us, which I, my mind's boggled at. Um, I did think, I know there was a mention earlier about their Americans. Like I, said, I thought they might have had a decision to make about the Quan Davis who they picked up from Sport Eagles versus Seventh Woods. And on paper, seventh every day of the week. But the Quan, when he came in, I think three games of them, was incredible. You know, first two games he came out, he top scored. Third game, a little bit different, you know, Teams may be more ready for him and they what they expect. So they brought him back to the earth. But in terms of how you sp- and then the other side of that, sorry, is Neptune. You know, two new Americans, one one's played one game, the other's played three. Um it's just gonna be almost impossible to call. And that's why the dress rehearsal at the weekend was so fascinating to watch. Um I'm gonna say overtime. I'm gonna say uh I was gonna say that um there'd be a repeat of the Ana finish. Um with the, the game winner, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Demons, as much as I love Conor solving the death, as much as I think Paul Kelleher is getting this, you know, finding his feet, and Jack mentioned he's up and down, but I'm going to say Demons will, will pip them in overtime, and the dress rehearsal is going to serve as a, a massive learning tool for both Danny and for Paul, for how they approach the game. But I think that could be the best game that, that happens this year. And because I predicted that, it's going to be a 40-point 40, 40 blowout the other way. So who knows what happens, but I think it'll be a great game. Either way, um, yeah. I would love to get to it. I don't think my wife or almost one-year-old child will appreciate me going to Cork on a Friday night for no absolute reason, but it is what it is. Um, the other side of that, again, another game I've just had a dress rehearsal, Bon Collig, um, Tralee. Uh, we played both of them in successive weeks. We played Bon Collig in the Cup, lost by six at home. And again, uh, talk about scouting, Mark. I'd happily scout Bon Collig every weekend. It, it is it is a joy to watch the way they move the ball, the way they play offense, the way they play defense. They are they're an absolute pleasure to watch play basketball. It is it is fascinating. Um, not to be too gushing or fanboy about them or anything like that, but you know they're really impressive. We played Chile the week after. We lost them away. They'd won American for the game, um, but Ryan Leonard sort of showed his class and, and kept them ahead pretty much the whole game. Uh, but playing a very different style of basketball, you know, very pro centric kind of like that sort of like old school style where. They were happy to go throw one of their bigger guys against us in the post with, when they had that mismatch, which they always had with their size. Um, new American in as well, uh, Caleb, I think he 20 at the weekend in his first game. So a bit of a settling period for him. That alone, even though Andre's just back and just back from a serious injury, that alone I think is going to give Ballon College a massive advantage. You know, They're far more settled. Andre is back after a year and a half absence. Um, the family connections throughout the team, you know, Kieran. Uh, Adrian, all of them, you know, all the way through. And then you've got Nico, you've got Keelan, you know, they, they have lineups where they can put two seven-footers on 
and both of them can shoot the three better than the average Irish player. Doesn't matter what position they play on the floor. So again, I think it'll be a very good game, but I do think Ban Colleague, you know, just that little bit above truly at this moment in time. Maybe if Caleb had a few extra weeks with him and John could really get get him going with what he wants to see, it might be a bit closer, but I do think Ban Colleague will take it. Okay. Pat, I'll go to you. Yeah, I'm actually trending towards uh, the same as Ryan um, for both games. Uh, if I start with the Demons, Neptune won. Uh, yeah, obviously, I think it's a brilliant game. Between that or the women's, um, Calester Brunel, I feel like that's one of those going to be the best game of the weekend. Um, I think they're both big games. I think just the fact that it's a Cork Derby is brilliant. Um, yeah. But when I looked at both teams, and I think you guys mentioned it already, um, I'd say if you ask both teams, they'd both be saying they've had a disappointing season so far in the league. I think probably it's probably not where either team expected them expected to be, let's say, at this stage of the year, um, for different reasons. Um, but I think the cup is different. Uh, I think Neptune, like what you're saying, Mark, I feel like Neptune probably should be the team that wins it. But because of all of the changing that's been going on, you see potentially that could be the reasons for things like what you mentioned, not being, let's say, connected on defense all of the time or having these smaller breakdowns. I feel like that may be a, a byproduct or of the changing. And I think with it being a cup match, I just, yeah, I feel like demons are going to really put it to them. And um, yeah, I feel like they're going to go over, get over the line with it. I think they were up 20 at the weekend where they are almost 20. And I know the games before, yeah. you can't really take put too much into them. But like, I think they'll be disappointed that they let that one slip. Um we're also playing Demons next week and it's, it's like really strange for that. It's a strange game because, you know, this will make a big difference later on in the season when we're looking at relegation or where we're standing, league standings, and we beat them at home already. So I don't know if they're going to take the foot off the gas and just focus on the cup match the following week or, you know, the, our game is very important as well. It's just not great timing. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to play out for their cup match. But yeah, for the cup game, I'm going to go with Demons over Neptune. It'll be narrow, but I think they'll take it. Um, I think, was there any other point I wanted to make on that? No, it's a hard one to call, but I'm going to go with yeah. Demons. And then for um Colleague and Tralee, yeah, I'm going to go with Ballon Colleague as well. Um, similar reasons to what Ryan has said. Um, I know Ballon Colleague also lost at the weekend. Um, but I have a feeling that they didn't go into that game with showing much. I feel like they probably were just trying to get a feel of what really was like. I think um, Kieran will, and the coaching staff will be prepared for them. I think they've got a, I think the addition of Andre is massive. Um, Trilly are a great side, side. Obviously, they're in the semi final. But yeah, I think Ban and Collier are going to take that one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting with Neptune Demons, like the Hannigans grew up playing for Neptune and moved to Demons. So that's another dynamic. And then you've got Connor O'Sullivan, son of Tom O'Sullivan and James Beckham, son of Dave Beckham, who were in the golden era of Irish basketball, now kind of rewriting that chapter. You're seeing Ooh. that generation come through. I think similarly to what people have said, I'm going to go with Demons because of the change. I think they're still trying to figure out what they're doing in Neptune, but they're the guys stepping up and getting through and getting the win in overtime would be massive. But I think if they change the American and he works well with Tala and Demons, I think Tala can have a big game. And I think Demons will be out for blood because they lost the game just there. Second game, I'm going to go with Ballon Colleague. People are mentioning the Trudy experience. Adrian and Kieran have won cups with Demons. So, and for them, I think winning the league last year was massive. But for them... I think their goal will be to win a cup in Balancholic, their family club that they've grown up with. So not to discredit uh, Trudy, but and as well with Andre, I think it's interesting. Like Andre played in what two President's Cup finals before. Mm-hmm. So he like when you've we've talked about before on cup episodes is trying to book, get the Americans or the pros to buy into what the cup is. He knows what that is already. He'll be out to have a big performance in Cork as well. So I'm gonna go net or I'm gonna go, sorry. I changed my my choice there. I'm gonna go demons, balancholic, 
cup final. But as already has been said, it could be a blowout and I could be very wrong. So um, so that is it for our men's uh, cup semi-final preview. Guys, thanks so many for joining me. I'm looking forward to everyone proving us wrong and all the angry messages that we're going to get when this goes live after the weekend. Um, but guys, thanks so many for your time and have a great Christmas. Yeah, all right. See you later. Thank you.